Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Glow Phase with Your Balance podcast. It is David here, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. In today's episode, Daniel and I take some time to talk about children, and Daniel asks me about my experience with uh, kids. I've got a young daughter, and he asked me some questions uh, about what that's been like, how that's changed me as a human, how that's driven a lot of meaning for me, and reflects back on his own questions and his own changing perspective on children of late. Check out the Glowface website and the Your Balance website as well. We hope you enjoy today's episode, the first of 2023. We hope you're having a fantastic new year, and we look forward to speaking with you throughout. 2023. I see that you're seating position through the mirror with your legs up, and I am in exactly the same spot. <laughs> in my foot. Yeah. <laughs> weirdly uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable? No, like weirdly comfortable. Like it's yeah. like I don't know why my foot needs to be like this, but I like it there. Same. Yeah, I've got my both my feet up on another seat, like in the same fashion, just like sitting yeah. on the edge. Um. So I wanted to talk to you today about the idea of kids. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we talk about is like, I feel like we're just trying to be better humans. Um, a lot of the discussions we have is like analyzing a lot of that stuff. Like how do we do better in life? And one of the things I noticed with you, and I've said it before, and um, is that how much better, not that you were bad, but how much even more better <laughs> you became as a result of having a child. Now, like for me, a kid has always been this perspective of a very limiting, entrapping, like trapping kind of life choice. <laughs> I guess, have you always wanted kids? Have you felt so the, Yeah, the, the idea of not having, of, yeah, no, I've always wanted kids. I don't think I've always, I don't think I've like, had a you know, some people like really really want to have kids like oh no no like, like they like they um like they have a feeling that they need to have children i never felt like i needed to have kids in that way but it's not as if the other thought crossed my mind i just always thought it would play out like oh yeah you get married you have kids like it's just i wasn't i wasn't emotionally entrenched in that idea though i think some people are mm. but you thought about it yeah yeah for sure i mean definitely like i think that's you get married, you have, like, I never thought to get married and not have kids. Um, but I never, yeah, we, and I never saw it playing out like this. It's probably worth telling the story of, of how we got pregnant for the first time, which is a pretty funny story. <laughs> um, so we just got married and um, I think we're five months into being married. <clears throat> and then we was on the pill for a while and then she wanted to get off. And then I thought I was a scientist and thought, well, every woman's period is 28 days long. So if you have sex after that, like, you know, day 20 or something, and then like, you don't need to wear a condom. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, so we, so we did, but of course, when, now that you'll, uh, you know, for all those out there who, who, who weren't as, who I mean, aren't as clever as I am now, like <laughs> uh, when we, you know, typically what the women's period often gets completely thrown out when they come off the pill as well. So yeah. like Nomi's period was running at like a 34 day cycle, something stupid. So she was ovulating on day like 20, like that. So, which we found out once she missed a period. So she missed 
uh, and then there was a like, second month she was off the field she missed and she was meant to go back on it <laughs> and um and then she's like oh i want to take a test i want to take a test it's like yeah yeah whatever like whatever you're fine like i don't care take a test so she took a test she's like oh no no it was negative like, okay so yeah no worries three four days went past still no no period oh, okay um she's like can't take another one I'm like oh god if you have to like go and take another one and so we're uh we're lying in bed waiting for the result and uh she's like you go have a look i was like all right what am i looking for she's like you're looking for two lines i, like, I also walk in i just can picture this in my mind i walk into the bathroom look at the the you know stick it's two lines i was like naomi like i just ran out of the bathroom like it's two fucking lines and she's like Oh no! It have to be the same color. Like it have to be the same like shade of of you know. Like is that a fucking thing? Is that what it said on the instructions? And <laughs> the instructions. Look at the instructions. I ran over. I just look at the instructions, and it says does not have to be the same color. You just need to see two lines <laughs> on the instructions. <laughs> and I'm like, did you read these? <laughs> uh, maybe. And I'm like, what did the other test have? And so I went to the the, the bean in the bathroom pulled out the test from four days before and of course there's two fucking lines on the <laughs> test from four days before <laughs> and so we got in the car and did this very like quiet awkward drive to Woolies to buy the the yes no test because like this fucking line thing is way too confusing <laughs> and, like, we're in Woolies it's like yes, you know it's very clear yeah no no, no like, just this no, line like, thing is pregnant yeah pregnant. It's clearly too hard for us to understand. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, walk up to the self-checkout at Woolies, buy one fucking thing, which is one pregnancy test with a yes or no <laughs> on it. Very quiet drive back home in the car. Uh, you know, walk inside, do the test. Five minutes later, it says yes. And then, um, and the thing that was most ironic, not most ironic, the thing that added to the, the, the situation, that was a Sunday night. And I had planned on Monday morning to walk into my banking job at Westpac that paid good money and quit my banking job <laughs> and go and be a PT. And literally like 8 p.m. the night before we find out we're pregnant. And then I'm like, well, this is a good, like, this is just the exact moment you need to know that you're getting more responsibilities in life. The moment before you try and throw away a, a secure <laughs> financial you know career financial services to which i'm now back in but the, <laughs> um but anyway so we learned a lot through that process yes um yeah, which which is good uh but yeah so we didn't uh, we didn't we always planned to have kids and didn't plan to have kids this early but i'm glad we did like i'm 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 it's it's really worked out i think for the better having kids younger i'm looking forward to being a younger dad now Naomi's got a second one coming. Um, it'll be about four years between the two. And uh and yeah, it will be you know, I think it's it's worked out for the better, but we did we did learn a lot. I mean, yeah, so we didn't plan to have kids this early, but happy that we did. Yeah, yeah, you can't take it back now. <laughs> no, of course. No, of course, but it's is yeah, it was the right it was a good it was a it was a good outcome. So yeah. Do you feel like it's benefited you as an individual? Yeah, a hundred percent. I like, no doubt. I um, on on a lot of levels. I think, like, firstly, from a responsibility standpoint, like, I think, I think Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot, and he's like, if you don't know what you're doing in life, and you're a bit sort of lost for trajectory, and I'm sort of butchering what he says a bit, but you know, he says response, like, you know, we we 
live a little bit in a world of abdicating responsibility or it's like, well, you know, go and do what you love and, and go and, you know, try to figure out you know, what makes you feel good and all this kind of shit. And he's like, you know, if you, if you, um, you know, put in your big boy pants and take some responsibility, then that's going to drive a lot of meaning in your life. And I think the responsibility of a child has driven a lot of meaning in my life. Absolutely. Um, it's made, you know, I'm back, like I said, I'm back in a banking job. It's made sitting at a banking job a lot more tolerable. I remember seeing it, you know, you know the, the first two banking jobs I had, like it was fun for a year or two when you made a bunch of money, but by the third year, you're like, fuck, what is the point of this? Like 25 in banking, doing emails all day. It's like this, you know, here we go. This is it. And you're just there for yourself. You're there for your own money. I'm sure you felt this same way at CBA when you were there, just like, this is fucking pointless. Mm. Um, but now yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same shit. I'm doing the exact same shit I was doing five years ago in a banking job, doing emails, talking to a bunch of political dickheads. And, uh, but it, it, it's okay because, um, because I got Alessia, because I have a child, because I have responsibility. Cause oh yeah, this is why I'm here. I'm here to go provide for my family and, and you know, pay my mortgage and take care of my, my, my wife and kid. And um, it makes you value it so much more. And I think, you know, it, which, which makes it easier to deal with the political bullshit, it makes it easier to deal with the days that don't feel good. It makes it, you know, when you come home and she like runs up and, you know, big dad and cuddle and stuff like that. It's like, okay, like this is why I'm doing it. And, and then when you have, like we had on 2nd of Jan, we had a bunch of people over our house and, you know, we bought a barbecue and put a little pool out the back and, you know, kids were running around and we were playing and we got to provide. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, you, this is why you go to work and, and, you know, cause you can give your daughter these fun days. You can, you know, provide, you know, have these days with other people. And it's like, all right, which it gives meaning to that corporate career, I think. So certainly like from a, from a responsibility standpoint, it's, it's definitely given me a lot of meaning in that sense. I think, I think also just like, just like connecting with a, a new human, like a new person, mm-hmm. just like, making a new friend like and and you know kids are so laser focused on the present you know they don't they, they have got you know nothing to worry about they're not they're not too focused about what happened you know alessia does a little bit here and there but they just get so engaged in the game or what they're playing or engaged in you engaged in singing engaged in dancing and then just being able to you know pull yourself out of your adult bullshit and you know sing a lion king song or uh you know you know sing frozen and cuddle up and watch a movie on a friday night and all this sort of stuff it's like there's a lot of you know there's there's only like not not to say drinking beers with your mates or going out is you know it was never my vibe to start with but like okay, that's fun for a bit, but it's like, cool. Now, you know, this, I, f- I feel like I enjoy sitting there watching a movie on a Friday night with my daughter much more than I ever did the idea of going to the city and having beers and going partying. And I think particularly at 30, it's it's a much yeah. nicer place to be. So mm. I think to, you know, it's changing in twofold. It's like I said, the responsibility and then it's just giving me a new sense of, a new thing to be happy about. Mm. I think it's... um. I think it's it's so nice to hear and it really touches I think when I see like mum and dad have everybody over 
like even mm. just us and Alessia, just having Alessia there, it really adds a really lovely vibe and something really appealing. So I can appreciate you saying like having all her friends over on the 2nd of Jan barbecue. And that's a really lovely time. And there is so much more joy out of those more uh, intimate bonding sessions with your family. And it also pays so much more dividends down the line. And I see a lot of like benefits in that. Like once you're an adult, you'll have your own little clan. Um, you'll have your own little people that you've kind of grown with, know well, know better than most. And that's really appealing. I think what gets me is, is two parts of it is I feel there's a lot of obligation around it. Because if I don't, for, um, like I have never wanted kids until lately or the idea mm -hmm. that's been more appealing to me lately. Um, mm -hmm. is a lot of it is that if I don't do this, then I won't have my friends and my friends do it, then I won't have time with them because as yeah. I was with you, she's a full-time job and you can't really have time one-on-one -on -one with them if she's around. So it's that pressure makes me question the choice of having them. Am I having them to facilitate a happy life? Yes. And that doesn't seem like a problem, but am I having them to solve no. a problem, which is um, I'm bored or the bank job isn't giving me direction. And that gives me a lot of fear to do that. Because initially I didn't want them because I'm like, what do yeah. I know? I don't just like, what do I know? I shouldn't have this okay. child and teach them about life when I don't know about life. And it's hard enough. Now it's more like, is, well, part of it is, is, is what I'm doing an obligation? Is what I'm doing something that that's going to relieve or um, like negative things in my life? Is it going to make me feel better? And then am I putting mm -hmm. that dependency on them and losing out being the PT for your example? Because to me, I think of mom losing us and she's only ever wanted to be a mom. And I can't mm -hmm. imagine the complex, the, how com complex it would be having to reassess your life at that stage when you're leveraging and leaning on your family unit to give you reason to do what you're doing. Yeah, to exist. Yeah, you could almost argue that that's almost any external thing. I'm relying on, um, you know, whatever, some other external. Uh, kids are an easy one to do with that, though, right? Kids are an easy one to make your life about. Yeah, and I worry. I think that's part of my worry. It's like I feel like that's a real. It's a shortcut to happiness. It's a shortcut and a temporary fix. This is my perspective, a temporary fix. Sure, sure. an 18 year problem. fix, right? Yeah, it will eventually yeah. reoccur. And unless I sort my shit out so that I don't rely on them in the same way or rely on that process in the same way, take that pressure off them, then I don't feel like I should have them. Though, in the same breath, I feel like I deserve a happy life. I should be the best man that I can be. And I know yeah. that having a child would provide those things. I think it's interesting as well like Naomi and I have talked about this already. It's like, okay, what happens when, when the kids, kids are 18 is, is the marriage. And I think a lot of marriages are built on the kids, you know, when the kids move out and the mom and dad look at each other again, after, you know, 18 years of, of providing or even longer, mostly longer of providing for kids, they go, okay, like, well, we don't really know each other. You're a different person to who you were when I married you. Like, and a lot of marriages break down at the end of, you know, when the, when the responsibility of the kids is, is through. Um, and yeah, it is, I think it's super you're, you're right it's it's dangerous to make life about kids and I think about that sometimes myself I go like what am I going to do when she's you know even in her teenage years when she doesn't want to play with me she's going to hang out with friends I'm gonna, 
so much free time and I don't know what the fuck am I going to do with myself? <laughs> like, um, a hundred percent. Like I, I think, um, I, I, I agree with what you're saying though. I think it's, it's okay to take on like want the responsibility to drive meaning. And, you know, I like the analogy sometimes of, of a kite, you know, you think about a kite flying in the air and, you know, the only way it can fly is if someone's holding the string, but you know, what if, what if the kite suddenly became cognizant of the string? What if it knew it was attached and it wanted to fall, you know, fly around freely and it wanted, you know, the person to let go of the string Well, the reality is it will fly around for a little bit and it will crash. And so we kind of need these strings, these weights, these obligations to sort of keep us grounded, but to keep us sort of, I guess, flying at the right height or, you know, e, e, you know, in our, in the right lane, so to speak. And I think, you know, the, the, the string or the tug of a child is, is just another way to do that, but it is probably one of the most meaningful ways to do that. I think. Um, you think so? I feel like because you're going the way of the rest of the world and it seems so instinctual, I feel like it is the opposite of the most meaningful way of things to do. Like, because it's almost obligatory. It's almost second nature. It's, it seems as though it's something that prevents you from finding real meaning because otherwise you're sharing the same purpose as everything else. We're just going along with our code, our DNA code to reproduce. Well, I think that's, uh, yeah, you could look at it. You look at it the same way, but it has to take a different lens. I think everyone does it because it works. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. You know, 80% of the time it does drive a lot of meaning for a lot of people. It does make society work. You know, it, it does put people in jobs. It does create an economy and a, a system that works having kids, you know? Um, and, and so, yes, it's, you know, it's following the crowd. It's doing everything else. Do, everyone else does it. Well, yeah, it is, but also it, it fucking works. <laughs> like That's okay. If something works, that's, that's an okay thing to, you know, engage with is, is, is a system but that there's works. No end, there's no end to it though, right? Like for me, it just seems cyclical, right? Because the way that they're going to find the thing that works is that having a child and for that child, they're going to have to have children, like not really putting anything into the world other than a perpetuating problem. Yes and no, I guess it depends to what extent then you, you make your life about your children and you think about someone, someone like, uh, you know, like mom, who we know is, you know, obsessed about her kids. You know, we think about someone who is, you know, defined by their role as parent. Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, if that's all that's driving, if that's all you're adding to the world is parent, then you're, yeah, it's cyclical. That's, it's not creating more, uh, it's, it's not, it's not creating anything in the world, right? It's just cyclical, but I think there is an opportunity and I see this in kids. You think you, you see this in, like I, I, I at least see this in Alessi, you know, this new human with all this imagination, with all this promise, with all these opportunities to, to make a, you know, make a difference is of such a fucking corny phrase, but like to, yeah. to actually do something to like, have a thought, have a new thought, you know, this is a, a new person to have an original thought that someone else hasn't had before. And like what an honor it would be to be able to facilitate that journey of creativity and of learning and of imagination that she might, you know, 
uh, you know, I don't know, cure some disease or, or do something or be a part of something bigger. And I think that's where it's like, okay, you know, I want, I want to give her that opportunity. Should that, you know, need to, should that present to herself? And then, you know, you, you drive a lot of personal meaning out of giving her that opportunity and drive a lot of personal pride out of, out of, okay, my daughter and my son is, you know, achieved X or done Y. That's why kids, people have talked about their kids all the time. Oh, my mm. son is at fucking Harvard or my son got a 99, eight tar, whatever it is. It's like, well, cool. That wasn't you dickhead. That was your son. Yeah. Exactly. But like, <laughs> no, but then it, it, you know, there is a evolutionary thing inside of us that makes us proud of our kids because it does benefit society, but it does add, I think what I'm trying to say is that it, it creates a good, often creates a good new thing in the world. Does that make sense? I, I agree. I think you're right. There's a lot of potential in that sense. I think potential. it yeah. gives you a lot of inspiration as well, new thoughts, new ideas. Like you said before, a kid always being present. There's no happier existence than that state. And if anything, they remind you how exciting life can be. And I think that's that's really cool. But everything you said to me then seemed about the kid. It still seemed really external to me and dependent yeah. on the child. The opposite way could happen too. Not that we're like catastrophizing, but if that, like they could go the complete off the rails and be a massive burden. So I never think about the societal impact. I don't think of how it's going to be in that perspective. When I think of giving something back or putting something in, I think of it from your own view. I think of it as you, like the kid is going to do their life themselves. You and your accomplishments in life should be separate to theirs. This is how I'm just thinking. I don't know if it's true because otherwise your happiness, a lot of your happiness is dependent on external factors, which you have no control over. So if you're like, it just seems to me that uh, those are true benefits of having kids. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's almost a cop out to not pursue things that are deeper. Because I would very easily argue that kids are a shallow thing, very instinctual, very easy to go about, very normal. Easy, hundred percent easy cop out, right? So yeah. I just and I and I go, you know, I I believe that if I make hard choices, I'll make a good life. You know, easy choices, bad life. Like I've said that since I was a kid. Like I always think if it's not hard, it's not worth doing. And okay. and I think of this kind of view as that challenge. It seems like I, I, a bit of a cop out to pursue my dreams. To that pressure, that discomfort, the boredom I feel day to day. Yeah. Like if I'm using it productively, which I don't always do, which is why I'm wanting kids more lately. Because I'm like, fuck, I'm not Superman. I need some external thing, and I feel weak about that. That choice. I feel weak about going. Am I making this out of a point, a perspective of desperation? Am I making this out of a perspective of love? I am definitely overthinking this, but the, my my thoughts are still I think are interesting. No, uh, uh, totally. Two things. One, uh, I, I I get kids as the easy choice in respect to driving meaning. Kids are definitely like life changingly difficult in how it changes you as a person, and I think you know, makes you realize how selfish is a negative word, but how selfish you have been for 30 years or whatever it's been like, um, you know, like, yeah, I, it's, it's, so in that sense, it's quite hard. 
you know, in that sense, it does force you to change in a very difficult way. Sleep deprives, it, it you know, challenges financially, it makes you think in different ways. You've got to negotiate different with your partner. So like, I wouldn't characterize the whole thing as an, as an easy choice. Um, but I get, you know, okay. if you characterize it with respect to, you know, driving meaning, you know, I, I, there's two things I think about. One is if you're, you know, you and I have sort of thought about ways in which we drive meaning in our own worlds in a variety of different ways. You know, we think about, we've done PDT, we, you know, if you're doing psych, I thought about teaching, you know, I wanted to be a doctor when I grew up, you know, I, you know, all these different dreams and aspirations. We wanted to play soccer, we wanted to, you know, be a drummer, like all these, again, you know, dreams that we thought drove higher meaning in our worlds. And we had that opportunity to do that. And now that we're admittedly like you're, we're 30, you know, you're going to be 33 this year. I'm 31 this year. And, you know, if you were telling me at 20, you're like, nah, I don't want kids. I'm going to go be a rock star. Then fucking do it. Go and be a rock star. You know, you, you've got a whole bunch of time ahead of you and not to say at 30 life's over, but if you haven't, my point is if you haven't figured out what your, you know, what you put on the, if you, you know, what your, your larger purpose is at 30, then, then I think kids is okay. An okay cop out to meaning. Let's put it that way. Not to say you can't be still great at other things and you can't still, you know, let's use psychology, you know, to say you can't go and run a psych practice when you're in your you know, late thirties and, and have that drive a lot of meaning in your life. Absolutely not. You can hundred percent do that, but will kids, you know, is a kid's going to form a, is, is it okay for kids to form a part of that meaning? Then absolutely. Totally. Okay. I think I heard an interesting one yesterday as well. Like, um, I watched a little soundbite from a Joe Rogan podcast and they're talking about like how Tom Brady, right. So Tom Brady, you know, he's, he clearly can't stop playing football. He's just obsessed with it, right? It's been his life for 45 years. He's 45 years old. He's you know, undoubtedly the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Ticked all the boxes, greatest ever, right? Got divorced this year. And like, if you think about it, you look at it at a higher level, like, why did he get divorced? Well, probably because he wanted to keep playing football for 20 fucking years. And his wife goes, stop playing football, come be a husband and father. And he goes, nah, I want to keep playing football. And so like, he paid the price, of his marriage you know and the point was that you can only be great at one thing you can't be great at everything so you can be a great football player and you can be a decent dad but clearly he fails being a husband but you choose what you're great at and i think it's easy for people like easier for people like that who go oh i know i can be fucking great at being a quarterback or i know i can be a great psych or i know i can be a great doctor all right we'll go and choose to be a great whatever it is and yes, you can have other things in your world, but you can't be great at everything. I think about like other people, like Nelson Mandela for me, is, is a, always comes back in my mind. It's like he changed the world, changed his country, right? Like he was a great, great leader, you know, you know, a great man of, of, of character, but a shit husband. You think he cheated on his wife. He got married a few times, not a good father. Like you see this often in the world where people are good and great at things and they have these things in their life that drive meaning and then they sort of fail at other things. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that if we, you know, if at 30 you haven't figured out what you can be great for that really drives meaning in your life, 
it's okay to go, you know what, I want to be a great dad, or I want to be a great husband, or I want to be a great provider. And I think, you know, I think it's not on everyone to be the greatest of all time. Not, you know, not, not everyone's Tom Brady, not everyone's Nelson Mandela, not everyone's Joe Rogan, whatever it is. You've got a lot of people who are just going to fill in the gaps. And if filling in the gaps is part of the, partly using your career to drive meaning and partly being a, a husband and a, and a parent, then, then that's an okay holistic picture of driving meaning in your life. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I agree. I think a lot of the perspectives I take are very extreme. I mean, generally a lot of the things I do are like very extreme perspectives. So I can agree with that. There is a balance that exists amongst it. And I guess when I'm thinking about that, uh, it's like that drive, that external thing that's outside the family. And that's with all things like with nutrition or exercise is balance between the, the family stuff and the outside stuff to make it a really good man. And I completely agree with that. Like Ruffle and Emerson talks about the person that does everything is meant to be like the dude. Like you don't want to have some pigeonhole guy that's going to do one thing. You want to have a variety of stuff that you can do and you do well. And mm-hmm. furthermore, I think that accepting a lot in life is super cool. Like this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, I think yeah. it's really beneficial. And I guess one of not my... fight it, right? Like, yeah. So sorry, just not trying to fight it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Go with the flow. You know? But yeah, but I think that becomes the, the the problem in my head sometimes too. Is that that comfort that without that discomfort, what's driving you to to succeed? What's driving you to change? What's driving you to grow? And clearly, that's not been a problem for you, um, because you've written that book over the last couple of years whilst having Alessia, and that's really cool to see because that to me is still trying to find purpose in things outside of that family unit. You're driving growth. And I don't know if that was like a time pressure thing because you felt cathartic to write it by 30 and in line with what you're saying that I guess your aspirations of being something great in your mind are past. But so I still think that's, I don't know if that's the resistance that's caused that was the kid that kind of caused that resistance to write that or is, is that the, a, a trait? I hope it is that you'll continue to, to push throughout the rest of your life because if it is, then, then that balance with the kid is wonderful. That idea with the kid, like even yeah, if something yeah. dramatic happened in your life and you were alone, you're still a writer. Uh, you're still a, yeah. you know, a competitor, or you're still, you know, a translator. Whoever, whatever it is, you've decided to in, endeavor yeah. on to excel at. Because um, I don't notice that in mum and dad. Don't notice those kind of what you think. You know who are. Yeah. What, are you good? But I, yeah. I see that's not always the best because you can identify and stuff and can get dangerous. But but I think you're a good example of of that balance working well, writing the book and having the child. Do you still feel as though, or do you worry about, maybe don't worry, but do you still feel as though there are um, further accomplishments down the line, particularly when a second kid comes along? Are you still going to be doing your extracurriculum? Oh, I'm like a... a... I fully intend to. Um, it's you know, but who what life looks like is well. Okay, talk idealistically. Then yes, you know, idealistically is is my goal still to you know, baby comes in July. Do I want to be talking about the book in September? Then yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, and I think that you know, Alessia inspired a lot of my thoughts with the book and and things that went into the book around how kids use technology and around how, you know, education around using your talents. And 
a lot of my thinking came from baby number one and so you know who knows how what baby number two will be like and what kind of thinking he or she might inspire and how you know what kind of thoughts they might you know trigger in my head to you know start a, another mm-hmm. chapter or maybe think about another book or look at life in a different way and so yeah this uh, you know as much as it's an additional burden and responsibility it's also an opportunity even at a personal level to think creatively in a different way uh, and get inspired by someone new or something new and i think like you know even this time we're we're, we're more prepared for it and and, and i'll be able to you know, once i didn't enjoy alessia but i think it all came as a bit of a shock but this second run through like i know it's effectively know what to expect and you know there's going to be some some i think moments where i'll be able to take it in a bit more and, and yeah in those moments maybe i'll have like i said new thoughts and, and new ideas and um that will keep the personal meaning uh pushing ahead moving ahead and i think i think as well it's it's having kids like um when you think about your purpose right like as a, on a personal level and i struggled with this this a bit this year um you know what what is my what's, what's your purpose right and it's like fuck what well, I, I can't pretend like i don't have a mortgage to pay i can't pretend like i don't have kids yeah. to feed i can't pretend like i'm not a, again <laughs> yeah you know but like i do these like you do these goal setting sessions right like i did this at the start of this year maybe we'll talk about it next week but there's there's this um there's this point point in this goal setting process i do every year it's like what's your purpose it's like well fuck like i can't be a, i can't dream too big because i've got you know i'm tied down i've got this i'm the kite that's flying not too high because i've got a few things that are stringing me in um but I, but then i kind of stopped and be like you know actually i can like you know what like what's my purpose and i think my purpose is to help people understand how like technology and screens are affecting their lives and i can do that in a banking job i can do that as a dad and as a husband i can do that in you know as other, these other settings and it's like all right well cool there's still a heap of personal meaning in that you know and you know i'm going to send out two little kids into the world that are going to be really good with technology and screens and who knows who they're going to talk to and who knows who they're going to you know be a part of my purpose these little little you know little foot soldiers foot soldiers right so <laughs> use a funny analogy but like um it's like an extension of me in that sense um and, and so yeah i think uh it, it there is definitely going to be opportunities still for me to drive my personal purpose with with having you know another child and, and having more more responsibilities uh, in, in my life. Yeah. Look, I honestly, I, I do see it. And that's part of why I'm having the discussion. A lot of the thoughts I had, um, are, they're not new thoughts around my mm. opposing perspective to children, uh, seeing the way you've handled a lot of it, seeing the way um, what you're getting out of it really does encourage me to do it. Uh, it makes it feel less scary. Um, yeah. I think one of my other like nonsensical fears of it is it makes me feel very fragile is the idea of having a child and then that child will have another child and that child will have another child. And then I just, I'm just disappeared into the abyss and makes you feel very human. Um, It makes me realize that, you know, my childhood isn't special or unique or the perspectives I have are just going to be instilled in this next little thing that I've created. And I just thought of that as a very interesting thought as one of the reasons why um, my ego is just stopping me from wanting to do what can be a really lovely thing. 
I think as well that also would inspire you, I guess, is meeting the right person, mm. which is something that worry, a lot of worry, obviously. <laughs> something that made me think a lot about it is like watching people like Joel or just the general idea of broken families or the yeah, it's brutal. in itself makes me nervous around i'm so glad that when i went through my divorce that i didn't have something like that to deal with and i don't have something that's that toxic that exists mm -hmm. and i guess you're having the right person around and now you're having a second child that's been planned i assume um, yes. is that was that ever a thought i know it's tricky because it's obviously you're married so <laughs> the likeliness of Naomi watching, watching or reading or listening to this is slim. So, but, but yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I, you see what I'm trying to say here? No, oh, once, for sure. Once you've established that it's working so well with Naomi and it's a good partnership, the second kid was an easy decision because you trust her. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And you trust and I think, I mean, we, we, we've done a lot of marriage counseling. We've been married. Oh, God. I think it's five years this year. That sounds like a long time. No. Um, it is 2018 we got married fuck me um yeah uh we've done a lot of marriage counseling before we got married after we got married we've had a lot of um and it was not like we fight we just emotionally didn't connect and um uh, it struggled on a on a lot of a, yeah a lot of emotional levels i'd say more than than i don't know combative so to speak but uh and I've thought to myself a few times, I thought, well, if we didn't have Alessia, would we still be together? Um, cause, cause yeah, I, uh, it, it does place a deeper burden on the relationship to go, well, if we did break up, then, um, you know, here's this little child that's, you know, se you know, severely inconvenienced or, or, you know, life is instantly changed by the fact that mom and dad are no longer together and she's a baby or, you know, two years old or whatever she is. And, uh, so, so I think definitely, I think having a less has brought, brought us closer. Um, it's forced us to be closer. It's forced us to, 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 you know, make it work in inverted commas or, or to, to, you know, realize why we are together because, because yeah, you get so, you know, you know, if, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to live with anyone. It's hard to get married to anyone. You know, everyone's a difficult person to, to live, work and, and spend your life with. But, you know, and yeah. the right person is, is, is a impossibility. So, um, and for a long time, I, I would say to myself, when we had Leslie as a young girl, I, I think to myself, like, I could never do this again. Like, how could I ever have a kid again, another second child with this woman and with this, you know, with, with how this relationship is, like, it's just, I'd, I'd lose my mind. And, uh, and through, yeah, a lot of counseling, a lot of work on myself and our relationship, um, coming to a better place. It's like, okay, no, this is something I really, really want to do. And I think that we can make work. Um, so yeah, to, I guess to answer your question, I think it, it's not as if, and it was hard because, you know, we didn't plan it. So it's not as if I was like, all right, we are in our relationship and we're ready to have a child because we're working so well together. It wasn't that well thought out. <laughs> So I don't have, I don't, I don't know what that point looks like, but I do know what the point looks like where it's like, all right, well, you know, are we going to make it work and work through it? Um, and, and we did. 
and we, we did partly because we had an extra burden between us well, to make for it less yet. Yeah. It helps 100%. Everything can factors in, but it's, yeah, I understand it's not the only factor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, right? Like when, you know, it's like sort of jumping off the edge or making, you know, it's two commitments, right? It's committing to a woman and then it's committing to a child as well between you, the two of you. And, and how do you make that work? And, and I think as, it's interesting in having the kid i think it's made our relationship work better because we've both been able to compromise and for compromise between ourselves and at the same time compromise for her Mm. that sort of makes sense yeah um so so yeah but it can do other things other relationships people go you know it drives people apart having a kid like the responsibility and the, the self you know people needing to stop being selfish it makes them very upset and and sad the fact that they've lost their life to a mm. child and that to a right. man, you know to a family and and it can drive people apart so it, i guess it depends on the person a lot more than than the relationship um and how willing you are to to push through the difficulty yeah i remember hearing so much around love is a choice um yeah it's a good point i think you make uh and I think you choose, like, you know, I think I got to the point where I realized as well, like, it's going to, it's difficult either way. Like, if you decided to make a family work, that's a lot of work. That's hard. That's selfish sacrifice. You know, you got you to, you got to, you know, stop caring about certain things and start focusing on matters. And then if you choose to not make it work when like, or you choose to not make a marriage work, like I'm sure, you know, like, of course, you know, like shit, that's hard too. <laughs> like, that's a lot of emotional burden baggage. And like, it goes either way. Yeah. So I, you know, I think, you know, it goes both ways. So I think, you know, once you're in it, it's like, well, like, let's do the work. Let's make it work. Let's, let's, you know, let's make it hard because, you know, like, like you said before, like, you know, hard things, hard choices are good choices. Um, yeah. And, and and they are like and they have been for for us at least that's really cool yeah so by making those choices it gave you more confidence in having another child absolutely yeah absolutely i think in seeing our relationship as well like evolve and mature and settle in so to speak as well um yeah, because you guys didn't have much time to do that. I think that might have been that must have been really challenging diving right oh, into sure. like the hardest thing you can do as a couple, I guess. One of the hardest. For things. sure, we we were babies. I mean, I was I was twenty six, then I was twenty three when we had Alessia, or twenty two going on twenty three. Like she was a baby, and she came out of like she moved out of her parents' house, where she had three parents, with two mum and dad and grandma. We'll take care of her and move yeah. into a house, you know, with me. And then have a baby within twelve months. It's like yeah. that's the shit. Like that's the life changing. It's pretty quick, right? Yeah, it changes so fast. Quick. You know, I think she just started Only work that year as well. Yeah, we, yeah. I didn't buy a house that year, but still, we, like we rented. We yeah. rented. She got her first job. She got pregnant. We had her first kid. I changed jobs. Like life was intense. Um, and, and 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 yeah, I think it. There's a lot going on, but looking back now it's like all right yeah it's 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 worked out because we kind of dug our heels in so to speak you made effort 
So yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, man. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for bouncing all that off me. Uh, well, me letting me bounce it off you rather. Um, right. It's a very interesting thing. Um, and probably one of the biggest decisions we'll ever make in life. Um, I think at the end of the day, <laughs> so, <laughs> if you get to choose what we said, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, like for me, I'm always, I really want to experience everything I can in life. Um, and I know you mentioned like by 30, if you haven't figured out what you want to do, then it's, you know, it's probably worth trying to supplement that with family and such. But for me, like, I only really feel like I became an adult when I was 26 or 27. Um, once I got through the divorce and away from Christianity and then I had to rebuild. So I guess I still feel really young in the sense of the person that I am. And, mm-hmm. um, but, and I feel like in that sense, if I was 21 and I'm five years older from that point, um, being the difference between my age and 27, five years, um, and 21 when you really become an adult, then I'm only 26 or so with wanting a kid. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I, I, it's been something that's been coming up more lately. And um, I guess I am looking forward to finding the partner to have that kid with eventually um without losing yeah. sight of the man i want to be like it's just I, yeah yeah i feel like i want to well, be done when i have the kid you know like okay i'm ready bring them on now now they can no, no, no. Now. Yeah, that's and that's here's your messiah follow me I yeah, yeah, yeah. You, away. you know like <laughs> that's the problem that's what i try to do a lot with the year. like i try to say sorry it's like oh that made a mistake that that doesn't yeah, get that's right good. That's healthy. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest like that shouldn't have yelled sorry like I got to say, I got angry. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you're not gonna, I think to my previous point, like she's changed me so much. And like, you go into like having a, getting married or kids, it's like, ah, oh, here I am. I am now done. Or like, here I am. I have arrived and you may have me as, your yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, I am congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. You have achieved me. Uh, it's like, oh, that's, shit, like, yeah. <laughs> that's not the way it's going to end up. That's the first thing I say. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. You congratulations. <laughs> you made it this far in the book. <laughs> but everyone gets this opportunity. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool, man. Um, yeah, thanks for wrapping that, uh, wrapping that with me. No worries. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> let me know. How you, any other thoughts on it? I think it's a cool topic. I think, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool topic. Changes. I think, yeah, your mind, it's interesting to see your mindset change on it too. Um, and, and yeah, that's opportunity to drive a lot of change, not just meaning, but change in, in everyone's life. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks, Dave. I'll let you off. All right, mate. I'll catch you later. Speak to you soon, brother.